Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Chin Jong of People's Cancer Institute, Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Jong. I am so excited to be here. Well, this is going to be fun and we are going to have a good time. We've got 30 minutes to fill and I've got all kinds of great questions for you today and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about People's Cancer Institute. Now, Dr. Jong is a board-certified medical oncologist at People's Cancer Institute. Dr. John specializes in adult cancer and hematology disorders. She completed her internship and residency at the University of Alabama at Birmingham and her medical oncology hematology fellowship at the University of Chicago Hospitals. Dr. John, why did you choose to become a medical oncologist? I think the answer to that is based on years of experience focused on different parts of medicine. Mm-hmm. I started out with a very strong interest in basic science research, working at the in the lab, um, working with rats. <laughs> and it was during that time that I realized what a great need there is in oncology in terms of translational science research. So I got accepted to a very academic fellowship program where um, we were trained in hematology oncology, and it really made me realize that this patient population needs that person to be able to explain the most complicated biological process to them in, in, in very understandable terms. That's not frightening, and, and that's what I can do best. Well, I've got to tell you, that is so important to be able to get the word to your patient. The things that you know that the patient has no idea, but it's going on in the patient's body. And it has got to be, I've never had cancer, but it has got to be a very scary thing. If my doctor was able to explain the things that I need to know and what is going on, it would make me feel so much better and be able to explain it in layman's terms that I could understand. Right, absolutely. During this scary time of COVID, clearly cancer doesn't stop. It's going to happen to patients based on their genetics, their environment. And with the background of medical fear in relation to COVID, being comfortable with your physician is more important than ever. Well, I agree with that. What is your favorite part of your job? I know you do it every day. What's your favorite part of your job? It's not walking into a room and talking about a patient's CT scans or labs. It's more about knowing the person. I would say in a visit, 80% of the time we're laughing and talking about family and um, you know what they did that day or the week before. Mm-hmm. And my patients bring in videos to show me of a tree they cut down or, you know, a fire pit they built. Those are the things that really fill me with joy. And I make a point to get to know them on a personal level. And, you know, one of the things is whenever they do that, when they come back the next time, you you remember that and you can bring that up and you just get so close with your patients. Oh, absolutely. That's the connection that I think we all look for on a human level, regardless if it's with your physician or with your family member, that for, for people to actually know the real person you are inside, as opposed to seeing you as a number or your labs or your CT scan. And that's the key to making sure that you're doing the right thing by your patients, because then they feel comfortable enough to share with you their personal beliefs regarding their health care. Tell me about what you do in your spare time. I know you probably don't have much, but when it comes to spare time, what's some of the things that you enjoy? 
Um, again, with COVID, it's really changed, I think, all of our lives. I'm homeschooling, so I'm wearing different hats of <laughs> mom and teacher and physician. And <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's definitely a deviation from what I normally do with what little spare time I have. I'm getting into photography and hiking, and um, I used to be a painter. That was actually going to be my other career option. That was too hard. <laughs> well, that would that is something that I would have no, I would not be able to do that. But uh, a painter, what what's some of the things that you enjoyed painting? Back in the early years, I had aspirations in being um, a professional painter with a focus on oil painting and Chinese calligraphy. Those are media that's very hard to tame and definitely a skill set that I really try to acquire. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about where you work at People's Cancer Institute. We'll be right back. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. John, medical oncologist at the People's Cancer Institute, adult cancer and hematology disorders. Hematology, that has to do with the blood, correct? That's right. Um, Both benign and malignant. So something as simple as low platelet count, low white blood cell count, but it also includes um, leukemia and any of the chronic blood cancers. And you are definitely, I mean, you're all about that too, not just on, I guess oncology and hematology, that kind of goes together, is that right? You know, you have to actually train for both. Okay. So it's two separate um, subspecialties just housed under one roof and within the same position. (laughs) I got you. I understand. While we're talking about being housed under one roof, I want to talk about People's Cancer Institute. Uh, Tell us about People's Cancer Institute. I am so proud to be part of this cancer program. It's a very rare experience and institution in that it's brand new. It has significant social, political, financial support. We give the best quality of care to our patients. The physicians who are hired and are attracted to this cancer center are top-notch. I know that a common concern for patients in a small town is that they won't be getting the quality of care that they would get at, say, a tertiary center in a large city. Mm -hmm. But the unique characteristic about this program is that we come from all types of training in different parts of the country. And for personal and professional reasons, we've decided to come here and practice and really do well by our patients. So that's why I feel so proud. It's it's not just the institutions, the people that are making up this cancer program and really pushing cancer care forward. Well, we are so happy to have this in our in our area here. People's Cancer Institute, brand new building and brand new equipment and state-of-the-art equipment, I understand. It couldn't have come at a better time with COVID um, when patients are worried about hygiene (laughs) Mm -hmm. and space. You know, we do a fantastic job um, wiping everything down, making sure that everything is safe for our patients, extremely conscientious with our staff, 
um, and people who work there as well. So I can't say enough good things about this cancer center. Well, now, when it comes to staff, fabulous staff. I've, I've talked with so many doctors, and the doctors that I talk with, they have such great things to say about the staff that they work with. We have extremely, like I was saying, we have very good social support. We have a nutritionist. We have translators. We have wonderful nurses. This is not a typical medical center. Everyone pulls their weight because it's a mission to be able to show the patients that we truly do care. Well, now we're in the South, of course, and we try to help as much as we can. And I think that is uh, just fantastic. It is wonderful to have People's Cancer Institute and a brand new facility also. Just opened in January, I understand. It opened brand new in January. Everything is just top technology. Such a, I have visited there and it is lovely. It really is awesome. It's so fortunate to be there and we're so fortunate to have it right here in our backyard. Absolutely. We'll be right back on Health for Life. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Health Care System. Health for life. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today, we're talking with Dr. Chen Zhang, a medical oncologist at People's Cancer Institute. And one of the things that we want to talk about is we want everyone to know that's listening that regular health checkups and screenings are so important, but many of us have put these off over the last year. How do we catch up? What do we need to do to catch up? The issue with screening is that it's not popular among the general population to begin with. That step to voluntarily go into a physician's office and say, I need these things screened is so hard as opposed to feeling frightened enough to go and see a physician because there's a symptom or there's a a nodule. You put the COVID situation on top of all this, it just makes it, from a psychological standpoint, so extremely hard for a patient to get up one day and go to the physician and say, I need to get screened, which is why I think it's so important for oncologists and nurses to repeat over and over again that regardless of COVID or any other background in society, screening is the most important thing you can do to extend your life on earth. I say that to say that We are all touched, and we will all be touched by cancer in one way or another. And that's just based on our genetics. You know, as we all age, our risk for acquiring cancer goes exponentially up and up. And that's because our immune system becomes more frail. And at some point, it won't be able to catch and recognize all the cancer cells that our body generates. And when that time happens, Mm -hmm. that's when you have official cancer. So screening is the one thing and the most important thing we can do to catch those occurrences at early stage. I can't stress enough the fact that cancer can be cured if we catch it early. Any cancer can be cured if we catch it early. That fact alone 
should put screening on the top, you know, number one priority on our list. Screening is so important. Let's talk about mammograms. I know that mammogram is so easy for people to recommend, but once you get one, you probably never want one again because people don't uh, warn you that it might be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So uh, as an oncologist, as a physician, I make sure to say, listen, it's uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's it may be the one thing that could save your life and extend your time. Mammograms are so effective. Truly, it's just a few seconds and the information that we gather from it is just so important to your health care. If you have a significant family history of breast cancer, meaning if your mom or your sisters or even your male relatives, especially if your male relatives have had breast cancer, you need to proactively bring this up with your physician to consider getting screened earlier. Screening is the key, correct? Oh, absolutely. If we can catch breast cancer at the earliest stage, It would just be with surgery followed by maybe radiation, and you would be cured of cancer versus a patient who is scared to get the mammogram if they have a family history of breast cancer and they don't want the mammogram because people tell them it's uncomfortable. And if they develop breast cancer and we don't catch it until they can fill a mass and we find out that it's more than stage one or two, then we're talking about a much more extensive surgery. We're definitely talking about chemotherapy at that point. And we're talking about a higher risk of this breast cancer coming back in the future. So it affects the management, the prognosis, and what side effects this patient will receive, all because of when this cancer is caught. And when the screening. So the earlier, the better. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about colonoscopies. How important is that? Colonoscopies need to be done for patients at 50 years on an annual basis. The difference between screening with colonoscopies versus a diagnostic colonoscopy is that you don't need symptoms. You don't need to notice blood in your stool or change in your bowel movement or weight loss to get screened. Screening, by definition, is you have no symptoms and you're going in voluntarily to make sure you don't have anything abnormal in your colon. That's a screening. That's a screening. Diagnostic colonoscopies are colonoscopies that are done when a patient notices symptoms. So that's almost, you're already a little bit behind in terms of management if, if, if we're already at that point. So that's the difference I want to stress. The importance of screening is so much more important than... A diagnostic? Exactly. Diagnostic's going to happen if you have symptoms. Mm-hmm. But screening is what we can do to catch it early for us just to be able to surgically remove it and save the patient the toxicities and the side effects of having to receive chemotherapy and any other management after that. So colonoscopies every year after 50 so important. That's right. Absolutely. Let's talk about lung cancer. How is lung cancer screening conducted? You know, this is actually quite new in the relative sense compared to breast cancer and colon cancer screening. Just a couple of years ago, there wasn't such a thing in this country 
for lung screening. It was only if you had symptoms or if a mass or nodule is caught um, with a chest X-ray for a symptom that you're having. A few years ago, data indicated that if we were to screen with CT scans, it we would be able to save a lot of people from dying of lung cancer in a substantial amount. So it's done with low-dose CT scans. It's extremely non-invasive. There's, It's not a procedure. It's just like an x-ray except you're in a CT scanner. You want to get the CT low-dose scan if you have a heavy history of smoking Even if you were to have quit, if you had a history of smoking in the past 15 years, you still need to get screened because lung cancer develops years after your last cigarette. How often should I be screened for lung cancer if I have been a smoker? If you've been a smoker within the past 15 years, even if you've quit and you're at least 50 years old. Mm -hmm. I hesitate because current guideline is 55, but that's going to change soon. It's going to start at 50. You want to get screened on an annual basis, just like a colonoscopy and just like a mammogram. Got you. I understand. And that is very non-invasive. Oh, extremely non-invasive. It's just a scan. Very encouraging. We'll be right back. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today, we're talking with Dr. Chen Zhang of People's Cancer Institute, a medical oncologist. Uh, Dr. Zhang, we've talked about cancer screenings just a few minutes ago, but in addition to cancer screenings, what are some of the signs and symptoms of cancer that we all need to be aware of? In general, weight loss is the number one presentation usually, and that's because a person's appetite changes. There's generally just an overall feeling of fatigue, weight loss, and then depending on what type of cancer would the different symptoms then appear. For example, if it's colon cancer, you may not see blood in your stool. It may be a change in your bowel movement, like if you alternate between constipation versus diarrhea. Mm -hmm. However, lots of patients would say, I get that anyways. I mean, that's my normal. How do I know the difference? The key is change. If you notice a change from your normal. So if you've had alternating constipation and diarrhea for years and you're doing fine with no weight loss and your primary care physician tells you that your lab values are good, your physical exam is fine, it's probably nothing. It's the change that we that really matters. If you are fine with no constipation and suddenly two months ago you're having a difference in bowel movement or you're losing 20 pounds in one month period, the change is what we care about. And that's when you need to go to your trusted primary care physician and say, hey, I need you to take a look at me and make sure nothing's going on. I got you. I understand. Now, what about when it comes to lung cancer? What are some symptoms of lung cancer we need to watch for? 
for patients who's never smoked, they are also at risk for lung cancer because there's a genetic component to to developing cancers in general. So this is true for non-smokers and smokers alike. If you've noticed a persistent cough、um, that's not going away, especially if you have any blood in your sputum, if you are noticing a change in your appetite,、um, a shortness of breath, and I know with again the background of COVID going on in our lives right now, those symptoms are. Alarming as it is, but please don't let fear be the reason to prevent you from getting it checked out. And breast cancer. What are some symptoms of breast cancer that we all should know? Usually, breast cancer is easily recognizable in that the patient can feel something different. The misconception is that it's always going to be a mass. And many times it may not be a mass. It may be that the skin over your breast is a different color. It looks like you may have had a sunburn when you've not even been exposed, you know, to sun tanning recently. It may be that your nipple is looking different, as in it's inverted. It may be that you're having nipple discharge. And many patients, it may have nothing to do with their breast. They may feel lumps and bumps underneath their armpit, and their arms feel full on that side, meaning that lymph nodes are growing there, but you can't feel a mass in the breast yet. So it's not just the mass in a breast; it's any changes with your breast. You need to call attention to to your primary care physician, and if they're concerned enough about it, they will do the appropriate imaging and biopsy before you leave. Would you like to leave us with a word of advice from an oncologist? My main message for patients who are out there who's worried about a mass or a, a skin change or blood in their stool is that your future self will thank you if you can muster up the courage to take yourself to a physician. To get it checked out, it will mean so much from a management and life expectancy standpoint if we can catch any cancers at an early stage. And even if it's not an early stage, earlier than later is always better. Meaning, stage threes always do better than stage fours. If the fear is about seeing a physician, the key is to find that right physician because we have these physicians here at People's Cancer Institute.、Mm-hmm. We genuinely care about our patients. We do what we need to by them from a emotional, financial, and definitely medical st- standpoint.、Um, so. Please don't let fear be the reason to prevent you from getting the appropriate medical care. Great, and screening, early screening, is the key. Absolutely. For more information or an appointment at People's Cancer Institute, call eight four four PCI Hope to make an appointment for a three D mammogram or low dose CT scan. Call seven zero six two seven two six five six five. And to make an appointment for a colonoscopy, call seven zero six. Two seven two four one two seven, and to learn more about People's Cancer Institute, visit hamiltonhealth.com/cancer. Join us on a journey to better health, health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute. 
Endoscopy Center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System, health for life. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.